Alright. Three, two, one. Action. What is up, guys? It is Two Beers Deep with Deacon Greg. We are back. We had the live show um, on Thursday with uh, fantasy rival Dre, who was able to come on. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, definitely one of our better episodes uh, ratings-wise, which is cool. Makes it that people, I guess, like Dre. We got some good feedback, actually. Yeah, Dre was definitely a hit with the uh, with our followers. And, the, uh, and I think the punishment fit the crime. For him being bad at fantasy, that, that was some brutal punishment. Had to, yeah, he had to go check it out on my Facebook page. He had to um, do something that I wrote on a piece of paper or say something while doing jazz hands. The jazz hands was actually just like one of the things on the list for him to do, but he 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 made it basically every time he said something, he had to do jazz hands. I mean, you can't turn down jazz hands, man. Jazz ah. hands are like something that are just oh, it was amazing that you have to do them. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> Everything we could have ever asked for. But no, I like having Dre on because obviously you got to take Stickball with Greg and make it Stickball with Dreg. Which um, we need to eventually make that a spinoff probably. It's all, yeah, we'll it's all whatever you guys want to do, man. We'll consider it. We got. I'll put, uh, I'll put some fillers out there. <laughs> You're going to Big Dave on as a guest. Oh, everybody. God. <laughs> Shout out to Big Dave. Shout out, man. Um, no, it was a pretty good weekend of sports, though. Pretty good time to kind of get into the conversation of what we want to talk about. I think we might as well just start with the NFL, Mm -hmm. Um, seeing as we have a big game tonight, the Saints versus the Panthers. Yeah, this is, I think this is the Panthers season right here. You mean like make or break? Yes. Okay, I thought Um, you meant like this was their year. No, like this is like a make or break game for them. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know what it is, man. Ever since that Steeler game, they've just been dead on arrival. Yep. And what kind of sucks too Looking at this team, this Ron Rivera could actually be coaching for his job. Yeah, which is crazy. I know, but it's it, that's what happens when you bring in a new owner, man. That's kind of yeah. how it works. I mean, the owner wants to bring in their own guys and stuff. Um, I'm not really sure how the, I'm not sure how the the scouting and the uh, football operations department is set up. Um, I know one guy went to the Bills recently, so I don't know if they have a stable force right there. But you know, there's a good chance that the Panthers could look like a completely different team if they don't perform yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, it's very true. Um, Plus, Cam Newton really has not been looking good. I mean, I, no, everyone's shoulder, says, I think, is what the big call is. Is that the big thing, or is it just... That's what I've heard, is shoulder injury. But uh, Okay. But, like, at the same time, though, I mean, I feel like he doesn't... How much pressure does he need to put on his shoulder, though, the entire time? If, I feel like Newton is one of those guys that can easily make dumb passes or throws out the backfield. Oh, and yeah, let... but he also runs so much mm-hmm. that they, you have to watch the shoulder that way, too. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it's interesting. So you think that might have been kind of like the big per, the big thing that was the issue with him is that he just had to use his shoulder I, I so much for running, and that probably added to it. Well, and and just like looking out for the hit, like more than he normally would, because he mm-hmm. thinks he's Superman. Traditionally, he's just gonna be you know in there wheeling and dealing, running yeah. around the pocket. But you know, once you get that one hit, that one injury. It could continue to be a thing. So I'm, I'm just saying, there's a lot of variables that could go into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I, I haven't seen him run a lot lately, but I'm yeah. assuming. But I'm assuming as a mobile quarterback, he probably tries to dive headfirst a lot for first downs, yep. or he tries to, you know, break oh, yeah. tackles with his shoulder. He'll so I wouldn't be surprised. And, uh, beam and Willie Steeman get the first down by any means <laughs> necessary. Looking, 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think this is this is really is make or break it for them because they're they're six and seven right now. Obviously, the division is completely out of um, out oh. of reach. Oh yeah, the the Saints already clinched, so I mean yeah. that's not the case. But yeah, the the Panthers are fighting for the wild card spot, and the wild card spot is it's interesting for the NFC because right now the two top teams are the Seahawks and the Vikings. And yeah. at one point we thought that they were going opposite directions where the, the Seahawks were on the rise and the Vikings were on the downturn. And this weekend it was kind of like a role reversal. Yeah. We're sitting there. I mean, the other team you can't really not talk about when you talk about the wild card are the Eagles at seven and seven right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I do have just so everyone knows, <laughs> we try to be as transparent as possible. I do have the, the standings in front of me. Yeah. Um, normally we don't do too much of this research, but on the Monday night show, we will mm-hmm. but i mean you look at it basically it's, it's interesting because the only division that's not clinched is the dallas cowboys holding on to the nfc east and the eagles are seven and seven and the skins are seven and seven and the giants are five and nine so mm-hmm. the giants are out of it but yeah which which first off credit to the giants for even looking like a competitive team after these last couple of weeks of course they got smashed by tennessee but looking at the division right now um i'm pretty sure the cowboys actually have a i think they have a, a much easier game this sunday i could be wrong i I know they have a home game, but I know the Eagles are playing against the Texans. So, Oof. yeah, God bless them on that one. And then the the Redskins have uh, the Titans, which is kind of a toss up. But then again, you don't know how Josh Johnson could react. Yeah, that's case. But. Um, that's that's funny though, because I feel like I don't know. The Titans are, are great one week and just butt the next week, and it's such a weird dynamic there. Uh, the boys are playing the Buccaneers. Okay, I want to make this proclamation right now. Ever since my rant about Derrick Henry not being the guy that we all thought he was, he's been well, tearing it up. He was. He, I oh, I don't know if this weekend was tearing it. It's tearing it up for Derrick Henry what he did this week. Yes. But what I will say is what he did two weeks ago uh, will carry him over to having a bad week this week. I'd still give him a chance to play. Yep. As like a starter. Yeah, it's it's. I totally did it. I'm just saying right now. Oh, it's insane though. I did it. Yep, I'm the reason Derrick Henry officially <laughs> decided to wake up. That must be it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I do want to go over. <clears throat> excuse me, the standings real quick. So another one that intrigues me every year, obviously, um, is NFC West because you look at the fact that the Cardinals and the 49ers are both going to have a top pick, but they're both. I, I'd consider the 49ers a re- like a good team. I think the 49ers got screwed over when they lost their quarterback because I think right now they and would their be, running back. Yeah, I, I would totally think. I don't think the Niners would have competed against the the Rams, but I think they would have definitely been the wild card hunt. Well, and another thing that's interesting is this could be a blessing for the 49ers because it's another year where you're kind of gonna be waiting. Like, there's definitely an awkward like. We got the players we want. Let's get them into the system transition. This year off basically makes next year their first year together, which gives Shanahan more breathing room, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the one of the better things that happened with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured was just the fact that Kyle Shanahan can kind of look at this year as it was a lost year. You yep, know, there's absolutely. not really there's not really a lot of blame you can put on him. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback. I feel like any coach that gets fired for losing their starting quarterback during the year is is ridiculous. Yeah. So I I would I'd be very intrigued to see how he performs. This year, I don't think the the Niners have as many picks as they had in like the last few drafts. No, but I would not be surprised if they still make some moves well, this year. They sit the number two pick right now behind mm-hmm. the Cardinals. Uh, Todd McShay did his mock one Did you see? We'll discuss I, that later in the show. I did, but yeah, he has them um, at two, and the Cardinals at one as they currently sit, which would leave probably the Raiders for the third pick. There, we'll do um, a decent amount of diving about some of the. Draft rankings, where we're at right now, mm-hmm. um, and going to that later in the show. But another division, obviously, that um, brings up headways is the AFC North because, 
I'm going to die from a heart attack. I, think. <laughs> I might too. Steelers, Patriots this weekend. Um, what did that game show you, Greg? Um, miracles can happen <laughs> once in a while when you believe. <laughs> that was not a miracle. <laughs> a buddy at work asked me if um, if I thought the Steelers had a legitimate chance to beat the, the Patriots, and I said, the Steelers do. Whatever this embarrassment of a team we have on the field right now can't. Um, but the Steelers, the team that we should have, can easily beat the Patriots. Have you? Did you read any of the uh, the articles that came out after the game? Like About any, what? like anything, just like on the trip or the athletic for some of the guys, like uh, yeah. Kaboli or anything. I was blown away by the actual game plan they had to shut down Gronkowski, and it actually worked. What's that? They basically just played double coverage the entire game, had Terrell Edmonds and Morgan Burnett essentially bracketing him the entire game, and then Davis would switch in and out with Burnett to cover the deep part of it. And Davis would occasionally try to chip him at the line so he wouldn't be able to get off his route in time. So it's crazy. it is, I did not realize Keith Butler could game plan properly. Well, uh, I did guess not realize it. there's two things to think about there. One, Gronk is not really a healthy Gronk right now, but he's still Gronk. I was going to say, did you um, see that contraption he had on his shoulder? He He's like being held together by wires and tape right now. Dude, he, he's basically Frankenstein right now. Like, mm-hmm. and it's kind of sad. Because he's one of the greatest that'll ever play, and he's just—he looks rough out there, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's just um, years of just toll on his body, yep. essentially. Because people forget about tight ends. Tight ends, yeah, you—I mean, they—they they can do splash plays and everything like that, but they put their bodies through a beating because they do more than just a wide they receiver block and they yeah. cut. Yeah, they—they—they they, they do a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing about the the game that on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. didn't we basically draft Terrell Edmonds just to cover Gronk? Essentially, Like, yeah. not that black and white about it, but that's why we covered, like, that's why we got him. Well, a the big, ma- strong safety. Well, yeah, the majority, the NFL now is essentially kind of moving to, moving to a scheme now where you need, like, hybrid linebacker safety types yeah. to be able to cover the middle of the field because tight ends are so dynamic now. So I'm glad that we at least shut him down, even if it wasn't just him or whatever, because, like, if you're going to spend a first-round pick on a guy who has not played great this year, I mean, he's been okay. Yeah. He's, he's been fine. Um, when there were other guys there that were, like, top echelon, yeah. you better better get some victories quicker than but, later. But you got to admit, though, they drafted him for that one reason, and he did a good job this week. <clears throat> well, either him or the game plan did. Uh, that's but very true. you have to give him credit where credit is due. So I'm not mad at the kid. I also want to give credit to two other rookies who played great this weekend. James Washington led oh the led the team and led the team in receiving yards, man. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. 65, 65 receiving yards, man. Oh, that's so sad. I know. That's sixty five uh, is an ugly number. It is. It is ugly. But hey, James Washington led the team. He had some nice catches too. Well, and, he, he finally had a catch where he didn't dive and drop it. Yeah, and Jalen Samuels, man, coming in big, one hundred forty two rushing yards. My dad made this comment too yep. that. That you have a fifth round running back who made who had 142 rushing yards. You have a, a great O line behind him. Why in God's green earth would you pay a running back in today's NFL now? Yeah, you know it's it's um it's so funny because you look at this whole Le'Veon situation and and time over time over time over time, I'm still sitting here wondering how exactly it's going to end because it's just hysterical. Yeah, I'm because like, um, if you look at it, think if you think about it, the Patriots are essentially. The, the perfect organization to model their running back usage after. They yeah. ne- they never pay running backs. They always let running backs go four or five years and then they let them go every year because they just completely churn them out. And they're right and they're completely right about it. Running backs are replaceable. Yeah, the, obviously, like 100%. And I 
I didn't want to really believe it because there are certain running backs that I don't believe are replaceable. I don't yeah. believe Zeke is replaceable. I don't believe Todd Gurley is replaceable. Yeah, um, but here's the thing, though. I mean, like, I think Zeke was definitely an outlier because I, cause watching the Cowboys last year without Zeke really kind of showed a lot. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. If Todd Gurley was injured, I would have nothing wrong with Malcolm Brown in my Yeah, but Todd field. Gurley has been injured, and he's basically single-handedly made Jared Goff bad at football. Because Jared yeah. Goff is good at football when he has time and when people are scared of Todd Gurley. Yeah. So yeah. So essentially, Todd Gurley is kind of like a is like your entire offense is like the entire yeah, game plan. I, I don't hate Brown and I don't hate um, John Kelly, their rookie, mm-hmm. but it, he's just a, a freak, man. It's too much. And like you look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, and you're like, well, James did the same thing, yeah. But it's a lot of scheming and the coach's ability. Obviously, Le'Veon is a much better athlete than any of the running backs we have on the roster. Well, it also helps that you have a really good quarterback back there to be able yep. to make plays too. So it's kind of like uh, you can have a, a an elite running back, but I think it also helps that if you have a strong veteran quarterback there to yep. make plays and be able to be relied upon, then I think that also kind of helps with it too. Oh, yeah. Like you can put Zeke on the Dolphins or Zeke on any of the teams with quarterback situations right now. and He'll get his, but it's not going to be the Zeke we see with a serviceable quarterback in Dak. No, 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 whatsoever. Um, not that it was a pretty good week of football, though. I'm, I'm super excited for the game tonight, honestly, just because um, a lot of fantasy implication. Um, I need Galvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey both to have the games of their lives. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's been a good fantasy year. But honestly, the game tonight. Who do you who do you got to win? Uh, Part of me kind of wants to pick the Panthers just because I feel really? like I, part of me wants to because I feel like they're it has in that des- feeling to it. it has, it's it? like it's like in that desperate situation. So like your backs up against the wall. That's kind of like you need to do it or else I I don't see any hope for the rest of your season. And I also feel like Ron Rivera is playing for his job. Yeah, which is sad because I really like Ron Rivera, but so do I. But at the same time, it's hard for me to go against the the Saints, man. Yeah, it's I really mean, hard. you look at that division, and we talk about every year. Now that's one of the best ones, obviously, except for the Bucks, because the Falcons, the Chiefs, and the Panthers all made the playoffs. And wait, that's wait, wait, still Fal- Falcons, Saints, Saints. Sorry, Panthers. Saints. Sorry, Saints. <laughs> um, all made the playoffs, and that is like the most astounding thing ever for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I love that so much. I don't know either, because I mean, the, I remember one year. I think the West tap that happened once. Well, we googled. I forget what it was, but we did look that up on a previous show mm-hmm. uh, to basically be like, all right, when did this happen last? But I don't know. Um, tonight, honestly, you know what team I'm really actually scared of? And they just popped up on the TV, and I'm going to talk about them. The Colts. Dude, Me too, Andrew man. Luck is finally throwing, a, like, finally throwing well. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Marlon Mack actually looks like a legit <coughs> running back again. I don't know yeah. if it's just, I don't know if it's just because he's healthy or something, but that first off, you finally have a decent O-line protecting him now. Oh, and my God. Quinn, dude. Quinn Nelson – you could make an argument Quinn Nelson could be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. You could you could easily make that argument. I know that sounds crazy for picking a guard, but he's made a huge difference yeah. for them. He's just been insane. And, and, again, you talk about how you don't um, take interior guards too often. And, yeah. and he said, you know what, his, basically, his argument, which I loved, was basically that uh, – you know, with all the Aaron Donalds of the world coming up, you need Quentin Nelsons. Like, absolutely. You need good interior guys because there's now good DTs in the interior. Oh, absolutely. And that that's the same thing we talked about where because there's so many good tight ends, you now need a game plan around yep. that. And you need absolutely. to get and you need to have guys that are going to be able to cover the middle of the field perfectly. It's evo- the evolution of the game, man. You always got to figure out how to game plan around it. So let's do um, – I'm going to bring it up. Let's do a little mock talk. Okay. 
which I just thought of right now, and that's kind of mm. funny. Well, be- before we get into that, yeah. I actually wanted to get your opinion. Is oh, there sure. anything else this weekend that kind of caught your attention? <clears throat> this past weekend? Yeah. Anyth- anything um, in the NFL? <clears throat> Let's look down. Did was kind of sad for a second the fact that we basically kicked the Browns out of the playoff run yeah. with our win, but whatever. I got to say, man, watching the Browns play and watching Cleveland actually get excited about its football team again really is, is kind of hard. Cool. It's nice to see. I'm actually excited for games now moving forward because I feel like they're going to be fun and competitive. Yes. Um, Chicago Bears have been unbelievable. I, I, I can't believe their defense is that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, we talk about how there's always that one defense that each year is like the diva defense. Like, they're the ones, and then they do okay. Yeah. The, I think this was the biggest test for them is being able to get over the Aaron Rodgers hump. Yeah. If you get – I because oh, for the longest time, Aaron Rodgers Absolutely. was just owned them. So I feel like this is the year when this is one of the better teams that you will see for – for the uh, Chicago Bears, and I feel like if you are able to beat arguably the most talented quarterback in the NFL and yep. a guy who's torched them for years, this is going to be a huge, huge moral victory for them. And then the other game that I wanted to talk about, if I can find it again, was the um... – wow, why can't I find it? Oh, no, I'm going crazy. Um... Hmm. I don't even know what I was talking about. I think I was going to bring up the Chiefs, but we talked about that a little bit. Well, we t- we did. Well, the- actually, we didn't talk about it on the show. Huh? No, because we did wow. the pregame. Yeah, so. that's Thursday. You're right. Another I, I, I week. I thought it was going crazy. I was like, it wasn't the Chiefs, but it was. But no, First- yeah, the Chiefs versus the Chargers, which lived up to all the freaking hype, dude. First off, I just want to say yeah. Justin Jackson. <sighs> yeah, but I should have played Damian Williams. It was it was a- 30 points. How many points did Justin Jackson get? 17. Ah. Uh. So it was still good, but like, man, if I would have played Damien in every league that I had him, mm-hmm. I would have won all four, and that's very upsetting. Yeah. How about a second week in a row, man, that Philip Rivers leads his team for a comeback victory? It's unbelievable. Yeah. That two point conversion was insane. And Mike Williams finally had like the breakout game that we all thought he could have, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Do you think do you actually think that Philip Rivers is kind of looking at it as this year as like, guys, this is the most talented team I think I've ever had? Oh, absolutely. And considering the defense side of the ball, how they potentially have defensive rookie in the air and Derwin James. Um Yeah, Bosa with healthy, it's just you know what? The most surprising point of that whole game, though, was the simple fact that I cannot believe Derek Johnson was able to shut down Hunter Henry so efficiently. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, Stephen A. Smith was doing first take with uh, Max and um, Teddy Bruschi, and they were talking about the game, and he's like, oh, um, he said something about Spencer Ware playing, and Max was like, Spencer Ware's out tonight. He's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he said, uh, you know what I am excited to see? Uh, linebacker versus tight end. Uh, Derek Johnson, who off the record, if you don't know, is a free agent, not yep. playing on any team. Mm-hmm. And he said, versus uh, versus Hunter Henry, oh, who towards man. ACL in preseason has been out the entire year. He said, this Hunter Henry guy, he's been tearing it up all year, but he's never faced a linebacker this season like Derek Johnson with the Chiefs. Oh, my God, it was so funny. I loved it. I thought that was amazing. I felt so bad for him, but I mean, at the same time, though, like, dude needs to just take a nap or something. Yeah, yeah, that is actually a fair point, though. Like, he, it was a huge laugh. Like, we, we got our kicks out of it, but at the same time, though, Stephen A is a hardworking dude. He also so. he laughed about it too. That's true. As he long- tweeted out a Photoshop picture and said these two had a great game tonight. That that's true. As long as he had some levity to it, that's how you know that he was a good sport about it. Oh, so yeah. you can appreciate that. So funny, dude. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that game was awesome. I thought they lived up to the hype. I was very excited, though. Uh, 
I'm always excited to see the Chiefs play because Andy Reid. But then you get to a Chargers team that finally, finally, finally looks good. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. I am terrified for the Steelers because they are going to have to play one of them most likely in the first game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Because you're looking at one of them's probably going to get the bye. Yeah, one of them's going to get the bye. The other one's going to get the first wild card. And whoever wins the AFC North is going to get the, the fourth the fourth spot, I'm pretty sure. So... Well, we look at the Patriots, who are nine and five, and the Miami Dolphins are seven and seven. We're eight and five and one. Ravens are eight and six. God, it's aggravating. Texans are ten and four. Colts are eight and six. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the Titans are eight and six. Yeah. We're coming down to a nice little stretch at the end too. You could actually, I'm pretty sure the Titans and the Colts played each other the last week too. You could arguably see them play for the last spot in the playoffs too if it all works out right. Yeah. I mean, we play the Saints this weekend, and then the. Ravens? The Ravens? No, no, we play uh we play Cincinnati here. But next, That's right. But Cincinnati next week, here. but next week also the Ravens play the Chargers. Yeah, we're the biggest Charger fans on the planet. Yeah, I week. think yeah, this is going to be the game that will help us tremendously because I don't see the Steelers beating the Saints, man. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, I, I was I was happy. I was don't I get me wrong. The Saints haven't been looking as good as they have lately. I was thrilled when we beat the Patriots and all, but like it's going to take another full 60-minute game to beat the Saints. Fair. Um, another person I want to talk about real quick before we get off the NFL. I know we did this like six times already. Yeah. <laughs> How good has my tried and true dynasty pick of a quarterback been for Baltimore? Dude, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I get the accuracy issues, and I don't mind them because mm-hmm. first year, didn't really throw too – like he threw well in college, better yeah. than he did now. Um, but wow, he's the second most athletic quarterback in the league behind Josh Allen. Yeah, but dude, the Baltimore Ravens offense is like watching paint dry. With two hundred yard rushers, it's it's boring. Ugh. I'm sorry, man. I can't do Hater. it. You, were, dude. I was watching the You're, game. You you were so ready to give that take. You didn't even notice. I said Josh Allen was the most athletic, most athletic quarterback in the NFL. You were so zeroed in. Yeah. On 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 talking so much hate. I'm sorry that man. you missed that. I said Josh Allen is the best athlete at quarterback. I'm sorry. I, what? I was, yeah. I just <laughs> I was watching that game against Tampa. And yeah. I was just like, oh. Yeah. No, I agree. I there's, can't there's do zero, it. Zero uh, productivity from the wide receivers. Zero. Decent amount of tight end work, but. Which is scary um, because they drafted so many tight ends over the last few years that you would think one of them would actually try to do something. Yeah. So, like, it, it just boggles my mind. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see how Lamar does. I would love to see the Ravens make the playoffs just to see how Lamar Jackson would do in the playoffs. Oh, I think he'd be awesome. You I think? love Lamar Jackson, man. Because he would have to play either the Patriots or the Texans. Yeah, I still love Lamar Jackson <laughs> in the playoffs. He's just such a good athlete, dude. Yeah. I, I will say, I, good on the Ravens for actually giving him a chance. Absolutely. I think that was the best pick they've had that I can remember. I can't even think of Ravens picks. Maybe Marlon Humphrey was Ron, a recent one that turned out Ronnie, okay. Ronnie Stanley turned out pretty good, too. Ronnie Stanley is a good pick, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, starting left tackle, yeah. Um, all right, so let's break away from NFL. Let's do a little mock talk. All right. Um, the NFL draft order, let's see what we got here. SB Nation. Actually, we're just going to do the Todd 1.0. All right. Let's see what we got here. Well, I'm pretty, yeah. The other thing, don't forget too. Like Todd did this draft last week, so the yeah, yeah, we so, yeah so the order might be a little different now. Oh, I hate all the SB Nation like personal sites. Yeah, because I'm it, just trying to go. It's a little annoying. Mm-hmm. There, we'll do the Reddit one, but we'll see what happens after that. But anyways, so the order is uh, Cardinals, Raiders, Jets, 49ers, Jaguars, Falcons, Lions. 
Giants, Bucks, Bills to finish out the top 10, which, I mean, there will be a couple different moves in there, but that's pretty solidified. Yeah, I'd say it's going to be a Well, I guess actually just the top five are. Because the Falcons, Lions, Giants, Bucks, Bills, Packers, Broncos, Bengals in this one are all either five or nine, six and eight. Obviously, not current. Mm-hmm. But that's the way it was before this past week. Um, yeah, I think the top five are kind of solidified. Uh, and there might be like a, a little bit of movement, but those are definitely the five teams that are going to be picking. So let's go through the top ten real quick from Todd McShay's 1.0. Uh, number ten at the New York Giants, he has Dwayne Haskins. Um, wow. His notes are, the more I watch this kid, the more I think he's a legitimate (laughs) first-round talent. The Eli Manning era is coming to an end. Haskins addresses the Big Blue's most glaring need at quarterback. I think if they do draft Haskins, he will should definitely, under no circumstances, play at all this year because he would not be ready. No, at not all. at all. If at he all. even comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree with that. Yeah, all those quarterbacks that were taken this year were guys that you could argue had some sort of aspect that made them ready, but, yep. but Dwayne Haskins does not have it. Um, the Lions. He's big. He's tall. He has great hands. He looks good in shorts. Josh Allen. <laughs> but josh allen actual linebacker out of kentucky vigianza might be done in detroit so let's fill the hole with allen who does just about everything i heard a rumor that if josh allen's apparently a big stick to football fan really yeah and i, and I was i uh, was listening to their podcast i think a couple of days ago and uh one of the guys said that apparently josh allen made a promise that if he goes top five he's gonna get a stick to football tattoo oh that's so funny yeah that'll be pretty funny actually um well let's hope he goes top five then i do too. so then we get to tampa bay buccaneers who take one of my favorite players in this draft cornerback out of lsu greedy williams he has the best name um, in this draft actually greedy yeah Greedy is number two ranked prospect for uh, McShay, but falls to the Bucks here just based off need above. I, I like Greedy. I do too. Yeah, I, I watched him in some of his games against LSU. Man, he's a lot of guys did not go for LSU. For LSU, yes, a lot, a lot of guys did not go near him. Now, so, yeah, they yeah. avoid him. Which yeah, is dope. that's how you know that he commands respect in the college game. Um, number seven, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Oregon Justin Herbert. If he comes out, yeah, at the first team on the board. Um, with a big hole at quarterback, it's no surprise Herbert is the pick here. Yeah, what's weird is no one's been able to get a confirmed, you know, declaration from yeah. him. Like, no one can figure out if he actually wants to come out or not. No, but no clue. I think financially he should. Yes, this is the best chance for him to go top five. But the other argument, too, is that financially speaking, it's good. But as a personal, you know, trying to better his game and be well prepared for the NFL, he might not be ready. Oh, no, absolutely. He would definitely have a better chance of being a longtime NFL quarterback, in my opinion, if he waited. Mm-hmm. But he also is um, looking at a situation where he's not the most – like, they asked um, Mel Kuyper where on the list would Herbert fall last year in those quarterbacks. And he said, obviously, but somewhere between Rosen and Lamar Jackson, but a little more down towards Jackson. Okay. Um, basically saying that Herbert, he's good. Like, he's not going to break any records. Um, but if I'm him, I'm coming out this year because he's the only good quarterback in this draft. Well, obviously, I love Locke, Shea Patterson, Greer, Haskins. But he's the quarterback that everyone is projected to the top. I think a lot of people actually said that the reason that Herbert might not have had it as good of a year is because of the fact that their left tackle was hurt yep. this year. So he didn't really have much protection. He was scrambling a lot. And also, he had some receivers that might not have been the you know, as up to par as some yeah. receivers usually are. But also what's weird, too, the the offense that they run in Oregon is so different compared to what it used to be. Oh, that, yeah. That I feel like getting a quarterback to go high up in this newer type of offense that they run kind of says a lot about your talent. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, we then head over to the Buffalo Bills, who take offensive tackle Jonah Williams from Alabama. If there was a more perfect pick in this draft, I don't know no. what He's else. Plug it could and be. play. He's big. He's versatile. Mm-hmm. I love the kid. He played right tackle when he first got there. Switched over to left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, has been playing outstanding at both. So I think it's a great pick for a team that has a franchise quarterback. Yeah, it's the most glaring need, and it's also the best player available. There's not many to- other times that those align up so perfectly, but it, they yep. definitely do this time. Number five, Atlanta Falcons take Dexter Lawrence defensive tackle Clemson. Uh, the Falcons plummeted the season all the way from the playoffs to potential top pick, and I love the idea of them using it for Lawrence, a big-time run stopper who can fit where Gady Jarrett, if he returns to the Falcons, can help out. I think Dexter Lawrence was one of the best talents in this year's class, Yeah, but I think his production didn't match it. But then again, we don't know if he was injured or something like that. And plus that, that Clemson defensive line is just disgustingly good. Yep. So you never know. I feel like if you put him in a situation where he's not hidden by all this other great talent, I think he could shine very well. Number four, New York Jets. Um, if I'm the Jets, I'm thinking about trading back here to address a multitude of needs considering they don't have a second rounder. Mm-hmm. But with this pick, Todd McShay has them taking Cleveland Farrell. D end out of Clemson. He said something today about his name is Farrell or Furl. Yeah, he like changed his name or something like that. It's really weird. But um, yeah, I something about him makes me think bust. Really? I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of just how good the Clemson defensive line was that I think because of the interior pressure that I mean, it gave Farrell like a better chance to kind yeah, of that's fair. get some options, especially working with Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, like him, Christian Wilkins, and yep. Austin Bryan, who I think all three of them are really good. But I feel like Farrell just there's nothing really about him that just kind of you know wows me. Yep, I agree. Yeah, um, we get to number three, the Oakland Raiders, who have three first round picks, mm-hmm. which is crazy, but. Also, probably not the best draft for it. Yeah, this is really not a good draft to have all these picks. I mean, they're going to get some really good defensive talent, but then again, I mean, they need yep. defense. So he has the Raiders taking Quinn and Williams' defensive tackle out of Alabama. I like that. I think they have – I remember when we were talking about this last week when the, the Raiders beat the Steelers is that the Raiders have one of the better run defenses in the NFL. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, putting him – Putting him on that line would even yeah trying be... to fix a glaring issue mm-hmm. and also I think the argument too is that the best type of defense to go against the pass is a good pass rush. Okay, so I feel like if you can get some guys that can you know move the line and stuff and cause pressure, that's going to take some pressure off of the secondary that's been just kind of maligned for so long. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, number two, 49ers take Rashawn Gary D E out of Michigan. Um, he was the number one player out of all position coming out of high school. Really hasn't produced too much. At Michigan has been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a good motor. Uh, what's the big glaring issues uh, see, for you with Gary? See, here's the thing. If he has such a great motor, then why did he not produce as well as he why should Why didn't Taco Charlton produce as much as he should have at Michigan? Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair, too. I think that Harbaugh's just a poopy. poopy. I don't know, man. There's just something about him that, like, I feel like he has all the talent, but I, I don't know if he's going to produce well. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just, like, with all that talent, you would have expected someone to just, like, blow up the college game like Clowney did. Well, I, I would argue that Clowney only blew up the college game on one hit. Yeah, but Clowney also was someone that they double and triple teamed in oh, yeah, I'm sure. in college. I so I feel like, I, like Gary didn't really command that much respect from lines, though. So then we get to the Cardinals, who are uh, obviously taking uh, the best player in this draft, 
Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. Nick Bosa did take some time off of um, college. Basically, he sat out for the season, had an injury, but kind of did it to prepare for the draft. Um, and I think it'll work out. I think it'll pay off for the kid. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> could you foresee someone not taking Bosa just because of the fact that he's a pass rusher? What do you mean? Because it's it's rare. I mean, this is just a weird draft in general, just because of defenses essentially dominating it. But I mean, could you potentially see it where you know a team might not take him just because of the fact that you know taking a defensive player this early is kind of. I mean, no, because he's the best by far. Uh, a pass rusher has proven to win a Super Bowl in Von Miller. Um, you get pressure, you get ball like that. Seems pretty good, and it's either him or one of these other defensive players. You're not taking an offensive player first overall in this yeah, draft. Yeah, that's true. It just isn't an option. So no, I don't worry about that at all. Yeah, I wanna I wanna also point this out too. I think a lot of like people were giving him slack because he didn't finish out the year and stuff. He had a core injury, which yeah. is hard to come back from, and I mean, he wasn't playing for a national title, so like I, I don't blame the guy at all. Whatsoever. No, I don't blame him at all. No. I think he's. I hope he's not an arrogant piece of crap like his brother. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Um, yeah, Joey caused way too much drama with the Chargers. When well, I think they were saying that the rookie deal for his brother's gonna be like twenty-four mil or something stupid. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, and, the big issue with uh, Joey was that he was trying to get the language in his contract like changed so he could get his bonus. Like more he wanted upfront. almost all. Of, he wanted more money guaranteed, and he wanted his bonus to be like instant or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which is which is kind of what Roquan Smith tried to do too. Yep. Which I don't. I mean, I don't blame him for. I mean, if you're capped by how much you can make, you should at least like try to make the most make possible. Make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, but no, I agree. I mean, we'll obviously dive way, way more in depth into um, the, the the mock draft stuff at the end of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. We'll spend a decent amount of time talking about it over the course of the season and then obviously we will be doing a draft episode at the nfl or during the nfl draft not yeah we're it. probably gonna have um dre on for some of those episodes too because they're gonna get a little hairy yep no more uh which by the way never I, gave us this court and then sutton i know is that what you were thinking yes yeah i'm kind of mad now yeah uh, i agree man I, I we completely forgot to ask him oh i'm calling him out for it now <laughs> god damn yeah, it tell him tell him tell him he messed up man because we told him we wanted that too we did we told him we mentioned it to him he was supposed to do it never did it you know what it was we got too heated over austin moorhead's power rankings that we just got like just i thought they were good power rankings. they were great power rankings but i think it took us like down a rabbit hole that we just couldn't get out oh, of. absolutely <laughs> that was about an hour and a half show <laughs> um no i agree man but all right so let's break off of football let's stop talking about football for a little while mm-hmm. uh any headlines catch your eye this week greg uh aside from probably one of the biggest blunders i think i've ever heard from a nba front office do with regards to a yeah, trade dude. can oh you explain that God. so basically what happened was the um arizona is a weird state in the sense that Phoenix is going to have to move the team if they want a new stadium. Basically what came out was the simple fact the owner of the team said that the city won't buy him another team, which is what normally happens. Mm -hmm. And all the people there are like, you're not spending money on the team. We're not um, giving you money for a new stadium. Which, which bravo to them because that's what happened with the chargers and credit. I mean, the chargers did move, but I mean, I feel like San Diego taxpayers are happy. Yeah. I don't think they care. Um, But you look at, this situation where they're basically like, you're not building a stadium here. And so the guy was like, all right, and we'll move to Seattle or Vegas or whatever. In the middle of the time, basically, it looks like they're trying to ship off players. The weirdest storyline came out that the Phoenix owner uh, specifically said to not deal Trevor Ariza to the Lakers. And I have 100% certainty that has to do with the findings that Tyson Chandler, 
was sent there by LeBron's friend. Oh yeah, uh, that's it's just crazy to consider the fact that now we have bad ties because we got a trade from LeBron and a friend of his with the Suns, which is crazy to me. Yep, way to go, man. But you're ostracizing okay. yourself from the entire league. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah, I just find it hilarious that first off, the entire deal was just great because I believe it was originally a three-team trade. It was Trevor Ariza. Going to the Wizards, which, spoiler alert, he actually did end up going to the Wizards. But the actual move also involved uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, basically, Washington, Phoenix, and Memphis had agreed in principle on a deal that would also include Wayne Selden and Dylan Brooks headed to the Suns, a 2022 Grizzlies second-round pick, and a conditional 19 second-rounder to Washington. Mm-hmm. So, then, that's so funny. So, the deal was basically done. But then Woj tweeted out, an hour, or a minute after his tweet, he said, or, clarification, Marshawn Brooks is on his way to the Suns, not Dylan. Mm-hmm. So then everyone was like, wait, what is happening? Zach Lowe tweeted, this is not a joke. Also, maybe if someone in the Wizard Grizz had Mel Brooks' autograph, they could grease the wheels. But <laughs> that's because Warch tweeted, um, deal in jeopardy over which Brooks, Marshawn or Dylan, the Suns believed it was getting in the trade. Memphis will not put Dylan Brooks in the trade. So Memphis said, we're, we'll give you Brooks, and the Suns thought it was Dylan, but they were talking about Marshone. So they canceled the trade, and then Ariza ended up going to the Wizards for Kelly Oubre. And uh, I forget that. I'll look that one up too. But, yeah, what's your first thought on that? Because that's I'm trying to so figure out, stupid. I'm trying to figure out whose fault it is. Is it is it Memphis's for no, not, for not, not telling all. it, or is it the Phoenix Suns for interpreting and not asking? For interpreting and not asking. Mm-hmm. You have to be so, like, careful about how you say those things because the trade was done and then they canceled it because it was a different Brooks. But, like, all they said was, yeah, you get Brooks. And the Suns, it's their fault for not knowing that there were two Brooks on the team because I think that was probably the issue. That is very true, yeah. You should be able to have a a sheet of the entire roster to determine who's going to be getting it unless Dylan Brooks is on, on like, a G League team or something. Yeah, or Marshawn Brooks or whatever because they wanted Dylan – but the team wouldn't offer Dylan. They would offer Marshawn. Yeah, I actually remember Dylan. He played at um, he played at Oregon. He was a really yeah. good, yeah, really good player. Like a like a could have been a lottery pick, but I think he had some injury issues. So like he actually he's a talented player. He's just kind of so getting his team back. Yeah. But anyway, so then Trevor Ariza does get traded to the Wizards for Austin Rivers and Kelly Oubre. Um, <laughs> the Suns are weird because I got an in talk with Sackley about it. How basically like I know they have Aiton and Jackson and Booker, who's one of my favorite players, mm-hmm. and. They have basically they're going to get another lottery pick this year, but dude, like they just don't look good on any spectrum at all. Like, like they don't look talented. At least when Philly was bad with Embiid, I was like, all right, well they look better. Like the Browns are bad right now, but they look better. Yeah, the Suns just don't look better on any spectrum. What is it? Is it just the players not meshing together, <laughs> or is it kind of the game plan? Or? I think it's the game plan. I think their coaches and their front office stink, and then you look at the fact that their team is decent uh, talent, but. Aiton's got to learn to play in the NBA, and and uh, Josh Jackson's not as good as everyone thinks. I think, and so I'm willing to bet that the main reason that they are not meshing well, I truly think it's because of the fact that the coach that they hired probably thought he was going to have Doncic. 
Yeah. Because because it's remember, yeah, because they hired his coach from Euroleague and brought him in, and I immediately when we saw that, I thought, oh, they're that's gonna, true. I, I didn't even think about they're that. They're going to get Doncic, but no, dude, I bet you they'd be way happier with Doncic right now. Yeah, for that's for, just tearing it up. Yeah, let, let's kind of talk about this for a sec. Luka Doncic is definitely my pick right now to be Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, he is Easy. absolutely killing it. The, there's a good chance the Mavericks make the playoffs this year just because of how good he's been for them. Oh, I think they do. He looks really good. He's commanding. He's taking over. He actually has a good jump shot, and Dirk's back from an ankle injury i was trying to figure out how their offense would work because i thought dennis smith jr was actually a, a very was a good point guard last year but their two guard system does work very well. works very well and yeah. i think that's a european thing i don't know that's my guess feels like a european thing so i'm gonna say it's a european thing <laughs> um but no i think they have a really really good core mm-hmm. i think they can make a run for it this year not yeah. the entire title but they'll make a playoff run mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I kind of wish we were more up to date on what was going on in the NBA because I feel like we've kind of been struggling or slacking. Yeah, well, we put it on the back burner due to NFL, which we'll get more obviously dive head first in the NBA. Yeah, I feel like uh, the NBA gets a lot more exciting when uh, when playoffs start to come around. Oh too. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I get full force into my NBA is after football season, and then yeah. after NBA, I sit here and wait for soccer to start up. <laughs> By the way, speaking of soccer, uh, you want to you want to touch yeah, on? Yeah, dude. Here? Uh, honestly, okay, so. The last, their two goals were both deflections. Manchester United, Liverpool, Liverpool, be Manny 4 1. Their later goal, I don't even care. The second and third goal were both terrible deflections by Shakiri. Mm-hmm. And then we had a goal disallowed for an offsides that highly questionable because Lukaku did make a swing at the ball, but whiffed. Free kick just trickled in. Like the goalie didn't move to react to Lukaku. He's just a terrible goalie. Yeah. But I don't know, man. They need to get rid of Marino. They need to do something because that team is way too talented to be this bad. You know what's funny? I love how you jumped the gun and started talking about that game. That actually wasn't what I was going to ask you about. I don't care. I was going to ask you about uh, your Champions League draw. Oh, I'm less worried about that than Liverpool. Really? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think we need to play someone in Europe. Yeah, we did get PSG. Um, I'm not that worried about it. Oh, well, that's good for you. I did I did also see an uh, article talking about where uh, – I think I saw something that I guess uh, Pogba's agent was given permission to talk to Juventus. Good. Get him. I, I, honestly, dude, he's not even good enough to start on a team that's fifth in the Premier League right now. Mm-hmm. He's been playing terribly. Um, I'd be su- I'm surprised he wants to go back to Juventus. But personally, let's just get as much as we can for him because I think he's pathetic. Yeah. Let's get Fred healthy and back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Pogba experiment, man. I'm so, I was so happy when he came. He's just been so bad. Is it just the style and the coaching and the game plan that kind that's, of is? That's what I have to think. Yeah, you think it's maybe the fact that you know uh, Mourinho's trying, Mourinho's like restricting him and trying to tell him how to play a certain way, but he's just—I mean—he doesn't want to be that way. Kind of, but at the same time, he didn't join Mourinho or Pot. He joined Man U. Like, that's your team. You should probably play for your. I don't know. It's just frustrating as shit. But yeah, it's definitely a different style than he's used to. It's uh, Juventus was more free flowing. He could create more. Here, it's very much like play like Herrera. Midfielder gets the ball, kicks the ball out, stuff like that. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. It was just annoying. No, I got you. Uh, Manchester's been a big old dumpster fire lately. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're a City fan, which no one wants to be a City fan. No one does, but Southampton won, so there you go. Oh, when the Saints <laughs> go marching in. Yeah, they beat Arsenal, which yes, is massive did. for us, man. Oh, that was huge. Arsenal was on a 16-match point streak, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was a huge, huge. Yeah. That was that was what you guys needed because oh, you guys are still God. in the relegation battle, right? Yeah, we're in the relegation battle. We finally we got out of relegation battle. I, dude, our new manager just 
has this attacking style mindset. And he and what's great about him, his name's Husenthal. Uh, he actually, uh, there were a lot of people that actually compared him to Klopp when they brought him over. Really? Yeah. So he's got like a so he's got like a very kind of open style type of offense that he likes to run, which I'm very excited for because for the longest time. The last two managers that we had, Pule and Hughes, were just so defensive-minded and had this idea of trying to stop the ball. Like, guys, you have Danny Ings and Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin only does one thing well, and it's score goals. <laughs> For God's sake, <laughs> use does. him. Like, just, just use him. And Mario Lamina has just been, like... He is someone that I love watching in that midfield, and they just won't do anything for him. <laughs> and it drives me nuts. And then... I thought Sofian Buffal was actually going to have a good year this year, and then, of course, before the season starts, they decide to loan him out, which I'm pissed about because he was pretty good when we actually had him in uh, yeah. Europa League. So, like, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm happy. Uh, I think uh, I think the future is bright right now. I think they actually have some direction. Uh, they definitely need to get the academy to start turning out some better players because they've been struggling the last few years, which is something that Southampton's really pride themselves on. But we shall see. Hopefully they make some good moves in the transfer window too, because last year's big, uh, big decision for uh, Claudio Gurillo did not turn out well because they loaned him out. Where did they loan him to? I, I can't remember. I do not remember. And it was like in in a Spanish league somewhere, but I can't remember. Yeah, I have though. no idea, dude. Yeah, but no, I'm I was not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that turned out to be a huge bust. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah. Which that's weird. I I have not gone on a soccer in a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, I needed to though, because I mean that's your that's your team. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, Manchester just been pissing me off so much that I haven't even thought about it right now. Yeah. Um. No, I got you. It's kind of tough. It's that was like during the Steelers like three game stretch where they were down in the dumps and it was like it was hard for me to. Think about. But we finally beat the Patriots. So. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> oh, that felt so good. It did. Like, I, we don't mean to be injured on this podcast. We <laughs> yes, say, we do. <laughs> we, say, we say that every week. We, we try to be, like, a very open, like, type of thing. We like talking about different stuff. But, but God damn, it just felt so, <laughs> so good to get that monkey off our back. Felt it's really good, so man. So good. Yeah, um, I, can't, I can't even hate on it. Really? You can't hate on it? I can't hate I on it. I thought you could easily hate on us beating our I very could, biggest yeah, rival, I basically. probably could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, anything else happened in sports, Greg, you want to talk about? Only thing that I... Don't I think anything happened in baseball, right? No, nah, nothing big happened in baseball. One thing Gosh. I would like to get your opinion on is that uh, I saw I saw an article that said something about how James Dolan actually said that Oh, he, yeah, he wants yeah, to sell the Knicks. He wants to sell the Knicks. If, is there anyone... Is there any owner in all sports that you just would love to see just gone? Gone. Gone. Completely. Um, James Dolan is it might be one of those guys. He's just been victimized and villainized yeah, for so long. And I, I feel like I, I wouldn't be willing to stake money on the fact that he is the worst owner in the NBA easily. Oh, yeah. I could say that hands down. Not close. Um, no, he's just a POS and everything that happened last year was just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. I give them credit for the fact that I like Fizdale as a coach. Yeah, I love I like, Fizz. I like their, their, their basketball operations department now when they actually have some sort of direction instead of Phil Jackson trying to implement the triangle when he's just when the triangle just doesn't work anymore. Yep. Yeah, so I think they have some good direction. But God, it, it took so long for them to actually get to that point where they realized what to do right. 
that I feel like just James Dolan's just not good. He really needs no. to just focus on being the the singer in his clo- in his, <laughs> in his band. In his or cover band. In his cover band. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I don't even know what he's a cover band for, but yeah, he's just a cover band. It's kind of funny when I heard that actually. Oh my god, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I agree. I hate James Dolan. But if there was an owner that I wanted to kill. It would be. I don't know. That's actually like a really good question because there haven't been too many owners that I absolutely hate. I mean, I don't enjoy um, Robert Kraft, but not for any reasons. Like, he's a bad owner. He's just a really good owner, and yeah. that's why I hate him. Yeah, like, I, I actually can't hate Robert Kraft either. I read a thing that he came to uh, Pittsburgh the night before and actually attended service at the Tree of Life Synagogue. Oh, wow. Yeah, so and I, awesome. did, I didn't realize he was Jewish, actually. Me neither. Yeah, because apparently he, um, I guess he was invited to come up to... Um, to come up to like the altar and actually like perform a prayer like in oh Hebrew. that's so cool yeah so like I I can't hate him honestly no I don't hate him I could hate Dean Spanos from the Chargers oh yeah 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 I could I could hate Davis you think Mark Davis yeah yeah, yeah. which by the way speaking of the Raiders man the city of Oakland suing them for oh it's uh, so funny I, I find it good. hilarious good for Oakland yeah, I hope absolutely. they win absolutely yeah good for Oakland. Chargers belong in Oakland. I, I never understood the whole L.A. Why do teams are obsessed with getting to L.A.? Like the whole, um, I don't know, the Chargers were there for one year. Why did they call that home? The Raiders, why didn't they just go to L.A.? But they're going to Vegas. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm surprised football failed before in L.A. It's just interesting. Yeah. I think it was, I really don't know how to explain it because I remember, um, I remember the ESPN thirty for thirty with the uh, where they talked about the LA Raiders that uh, yeah. Ice Cube that Ice Cube did. Like they actually talked about the LA scene a bit. I didn't I didn't watch too much of it, but it was very interesting. Where I guess like when they moved to LA, oh that's right, I remember that. Yeah, they that like was really good. Actually. Yeah, they they moved to LA. Like they started the whole cultural revolution and stuff. But I guess they tried to. I don't know if it was them trying to get a new stadium or something. But it just I don't know. It couldn't work out. But yet now, all of a sudden, they're finally getting a new stadium, but yet it's going to be the Rams and the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Wait, they're playing together? Yeah, they're they're building, like, uh, Stan Kroenke's building a stadium, and it's weird because the Chargers are essentially going to be tenants. Like, they're not going to have any stake whatsoever in the new stadium. I didn't even know that. Why wouldn't... Ah, whatever. That's their own problem. (laughs) Um, That's so weird. Yeah. I hate that. I hate when any teams play in the same stadium. Like, different sports are okay, but it's just weird. Yeah. Here's a question that I, that was posed to me, actually, a, a while back. When the when the Raiders move to Vegas, should they change their identity? What do you mean? Like, when they move to Vegas, like, not call the Raiders anymore. Now. You think? Yeah, I, I, I think they should still be the Raiders. See, I don't know. I feel like, it, I feel like when they move to Vegas, I feel like the Raider, like lineage and all that should stay in Oakland. Kind of like how um, when the Browns relocated to Baltimore and they changed everything. Yeah, I mean, but then you get teams like the Lakers, who yeah. obviously there's no lakes in L.A. That's that's true. Um, trying to think of other teams that moved. The Colts? Yeah, Baltimore to Indy. That's very, that's very accurate. Um, I think they just didn't want to be called the Browns anymore because it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I like the Raiders being the only thing I would do for this team. The only thing I would add is a tiny, tiny hint of gold. That way, Las Vegas' teams all have the same thing. Same color scheme? Yeah, yeah I, I like that. That's a good look for them. Keep it silver and black. Just add a little tiny bit of gold. Put like uh, 
Oh, what about them um, putting like a nice gold tooth on the actual Raider logo? Probably not. Why not? That's a little weird. You said put gold on it. I did. I made the mistake. <laughs> you put the thought in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything new in baseball, Greg? No, it's didn't think ba- so. Baseball's just like seems so, about right. Yeah, it's just baseball's just been so weird. You would, like Dre and I were talking about this about how like you know the the winter meetings were supposed to be like the the time where all the big moves happen and everything's just kind of like stood still. I saw a um an article where uh, Forbes was actually released the um the payrolls for oh really the, for like the last couple of years and like the trends and stuff. Oh, so that's cool. so we've touched we've touched on this before where like the the NFL salary cap is moving up this year. Okay. Right. The NBA had like that massive salary cap spike a couple of years, right? Yep. Baseball's payrolls have just gone downhill in the last couple of years. Huh. And it just boggles me. Bryce my... Harper still wants four hundred mil. Yeah. <laughs> He's not. Bryce, Bryce Harper's not going to get it, man. You don't think so? No, because that because wow. the the last the latest rumor I heard was that the the Dodgers were thinking about signing him, but it would be on a on a short term deal. Wow. Yeah. Like baseball's just one of those sports now that like based because of the whole move towards saber metrics and yep. using like uh, younger players on cheaper contracts and stuff, you're not seeing big contracts anymore. No. So therefore, because of that, and also because teams are because of the whole saber metrics movement, teams realize like we don't have to, you know, get a a thirty plus year old shortstop to man the middle of our infield when we have a younger guy who's going to be cheaper and can do just as well too. So it's just. And it's crazy to think about that, but yeah, the the perils in baseball have been declining significantly, and I don't see it. Ha- I don't see it changing anytime soon. Huh? Because you know, like I, I touched on this, is that like the 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 union essentially kind of screwed themselves in the last CBA, yeah. and the guy that they that did it just signed an extension. So I think they shot themselves in the foot. Huh? Well, that's good to know. Yeah. It's always a fun time to talk baseball with you, Greg. Yeah. Are you in the final of any fantasy leagues? Unfortunately, no. I might be. It depends how everything happens tonight. I should be in one. Mm-hmm. I'm down eight points. He has Ingram. I have Kamara and McCaffrey. I think you're fine. I hope so. I have another one where I won. I have another one where I'm down by 16 and I have Kamara. And then I have one where I am completely out. I want to no point out that three of my four leagues, I didn't even get a chance to draft them. This year. Oh yeah, that's true. You yeah. did auto draft a ton. I had a I, yeah, I had to auto draft a bunch because of like either me being busy or me being out of town. So that's crazy. I know. I just hope Kamara has uh, Kamara and McCaffrey both. Yeah, so I, I need f- to get like thirty each, maybe. Yeah, so I, I'm officially calling this year a uh, whitewash. Yeah, I'm calling it a whitewash <laughs> this year. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, this has pretty much been uh, Tuber's Deep Audio. This Thursday, we have another show coming up, which uh, we have the Scratch Show, which is the 10th of January, a live, live show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 27th, that show, I think that's the date for the Thursday in December. In December? In between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. think so. I think so, yeah. Um, Caleb and Ty will be in town, so they'll be in the audience. Really? Yeah. Okay. Give them some mics, but they'll be in the audience. They'll be in the background saying hi. So wait, are they gonna? We should have them like hold up signs and stuff, and like cheer us on, and like have like a peanut gallery being like, yeah, without a camera on them, hold up signs. Yeah, might as Just well have for- <laughs> need some background yeah. music. Why not? Oh boy! All right, guys. So this has been Two Years Deep with Dean Greg. Uh, thank you for everybody that stayed on and actually listened to this all episode <laughs> for me and Greg just to kind of hang out and talk sports. Yeah. Oh, and the same. Oh All right, guys, we'll see you Thursday. Marching Bye. in. Go, go, go.